Breakfast with Now. Join the home of brilliant entertainment with shows, movies and sport on Now. This is just a very positive story from the examiner. A teenager has been labelled a hero after he single-handedly saved a mum and daughter from drowning. Miley Doran, who's 17, rescued both Stacey Foley and her daughter Sophie Foley-Smith, who's uh, 13, after the pair got into difficulty on a family outing near the banks of the river Barrow in Carlow on Sunday. Uh, he's our hero. I could have been f- planning funerals today, said Anne Langston, uh, Stacey's mother, uh, who wants to see the young boy nominated for a national award for his bravery. Miss um, Langston said her granddaughter Sophie and her friends were sitting with their feet in the river before Sophie stood up, took a couple of steps and then went down with the force of the current dragging her into the river. Um, my daughter realised she was in trouble and um, she could feel herself getting weak and basically um, Miley jumped in and uh, helped out and um, they're all very proud of him in the area. So fair play, positive story. 17, good yeah. on you Miley. That could have um, been very tragic. Guys, both of you are driving. Uh, backseat drivers, people commenting on your driving, who's the worst? Is your partner? Is it your mum? My mum. Your mum, is it? Yeah, she's always <laughs> complaining and holding on to, you know, the, the little handle at oh, yeah. the side door on oh. the Some people call side. that the Oh Jesus handle. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> well, she loves the Oh Jesus handle. <laughs> yeah. um, well, here's a survey from the States. It says that... Um, Teenagers are likely to be huge backseat drivers uh, in the family. Three in ten um, respondents believe their teen is the family's biggest backseat driver. I don't know if the, are these teens who are already driving themselves or what the story is. No, you know what? People who don't drive are the most judgmental. I've been told I'm quite past remarkable. <laughs> I don't like it. Until you're behind the wheels. No, you've never you even had a driving me. lesson. What are you doing commenting <laughs> on me driving, eh? I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and finally, um, a lot of people were talking about this on, on social media yesterday I don't know if you saw this new swimming pool in London if you guys, if you guys have access to the, the mail in front of you it's page 20 okay um, basically it's um, 115 foot high in the in the air between two skyscrapers oh, my. oh I saw it why yeah. just why it's a 25 metre transparent pool uh, it was built in Colorado before making a three week journey across the Atlantic as I said 35 metres above gardens below and allows swimmers to go from one terror to the other 33,000 gallons of water in there and require the services of one of the world's largest mobile cranes to lift it into place now it's not quite as high as the Marina Bay, Bay Sands in Singapore which a lot of people would be aware of um, but still I think it's the fact that it's translucent yeah. and it's between the two buildings I mean I love swimming and this would be a lovely kind of a cool area but I would be nervous yeah. in be there very nervous are we so desperate for a thrill these yeah, days yeah. that we want to stand over <laughs> a 20 foot building in a pool like if there was a gust of wind or a tornado or anything mm. the water would be gone and you'd be blown off well I think if there's a storm warning people won't be allowed into the pool entirely. I just would not do it to myself yeah. I'm so terrified of heights I don't I, yeah. don't, I don't see the thrill oh, in this well you won't go on the zip wire as we know no. <laughs> never mind that it's the sides of it are, are they're, they're kind of high but they're exposed still mm. you know the yeah. over the edgeness is what's most nerve wracking for me there I don't mind the idea of the pool going from one building to another but it's the what happens if somebody you know, just decides to see what would happen if, yeah. you know. Well, they're, they're, part, they're luxury apartments underneath and a two-bed apartment would cost you 1.15 million. What's that all? Penthouse suite, uh, 3.95 million euro. Really? Yeah. It doesn't look it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> says your man. There's a photo oh, there, spectacle pics. in the sky, what passers-by in the street below can see, and most of that photo is that building on the way up. Mm. They look like very normal apartments. Mm. Yeah, fact, but I don't think, when you when you look at the roof, that's not your average apartment, Vinny. It can be if anybody wants to turn their building into a rooftop terrace, though. Yeah. You know? 
Anyway, they should be as 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 the latest thing is rooftops should be more used for gardening now. That's where we're going to get oh, yeah. our green spaces in They're cities. Doing it in Japan. Yeah, which I'm all behind. This is beat. What is something? that everybody looks stupid doing. They're having a chat about this online at the moment and I'm going to give you a few of my favourite answers to start the ball rolling. Uh-huh. So, something that everyone looks stupid doing. Chasing after something that's blown away in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> let it go. Just let it go. You <laughs> look like a total idiot. Unless it's um, a, a tenor, say. Oh, well, no, I'd run after uh, a fiver as well. Tenor go. Tenor. You still look stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's worth it. You know what else falls into that category? When there's a bit of fluff or something in front of your face and you're trying to pat it away yeah, and yeah. nobody can see no it can see but you. you. You just look like the crazy person. <laughs> um, and, and another note similar to that is when you walk into a spider's web. Mm. I do it every morning when I leave my house. They've been active overnight. And I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What is something that everyone looks stupid doing? Getting out of the backseat of a two-door car. (laughs) There is no no. grace in that. Yeah, no grace, no glamour at all in that. You may as well just roll out. Uh, What else we got? Is something that everyone looks stupid doing? Um, Oh, yeah. Like, none of us are are dog owners. Love dogs and all that. But standing around while your dog poops (laughs) and then having to pick it up. Yeah, who's just waiting for the dog to poo and then I'm going to put it in a little bag and I'm going to tie a knot at the top. Who is whose owner there? (laughs) What's more awkward is when you're the third party in that situation. You're just standing there watching the owner watch the dog. Do I continue chatting or do I just let them have their moments? Yeah. And one more. What is something that everyone looks stupid doing? Standing up and wobbling around on a bus that hasn't fully stopped yet. Yes. (laughs) It's like the roller coaster you never signed up for. Mm. (laughs) Brian was onto us from Carlo. Something uh, everyone looks stupid doing. That little jog run or walk across the road when the green man is going amber. Oh, yeah. Mm. Or when a car has let you cross. Yeah, yeah. When the car politely, you know, stops to let you pass and you have to do the awkward little jog. If the car had kept going past, you could have walked in your own pace and not look like an Aegis. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Are they judging me? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What else have we got here? Oh, mm. Michelle says taking off skinny jeans you can't look sexy when taking them off for your partner no, girl. <laughs> not even putting them on you can look sexy <laughs> um, Mark says this is a strange one but I kind of get it something that everyone looks stupid doing putting change back in your wallet you know if you like to put the notes in in the right order and stuff I normally just put it all in my pocket and then sort them later That's rather it. than doing it at the when counter leave the shop yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> uh, turning around because you realise you've gone the wrong way oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, I tend to kind of look up and then stop and pause and then slowly turn and walk yeah. back meant to do that um, <laughs> what else have we got here something that everyone looks stupid doing um, here, um, is licking a cone on it no but it could be yeah. that's sexy Vinny I don't know is about it no it's not, not <laughs> I've never seen anybody lick a cone and look sexy doing it <laughs> <laughs> here's another one it happened to me only last week with the rain uh, standing in the rain trying to get your umbrella to flip back the right way oh, <laughs> just throw it away I'll get soaked um, uh, talking on hands free phone while you're driving says Debbie yeah I mean I think initially when people started using hands free I think it's worse when someone's walking and yeah. talking and there's nobody around them yeah, yeah. And you're kind of going, are they okay? Are they talking to themselves? Should yeah. we help? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love this one. Came in on WhatsApp from Barbara. When someone's listening to music on their headphones and the beat hits and they start walking like they forgot how to walk. That's me. <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 uh. I'm in my music video. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple more quick ones. Uh, what's something that everyone looks stupid doing? Um, standing there and looking around while everyone sings happy birthday to you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what else we got here? The look on your face when you're about to sneeze but then it goes away oh yeah <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> 
<laughs> Mortifying. Yeah, you, yes, it was, mind? Trish. Yes, it was. <laughs> and holding the door for someone at that weird distance where they're kind of close, but you still got to wait for like a few seconds. I think it's worse if you're the person who's, yeah. and it's been held for you, and yeah. you're like, do I jog? Oh, or do I just keep at the same pace? I don't know. <laughs> do the little run. <laughs> uh, last couple of bits, something that everyone looks stupid doing. Richie says, waving at the wrong person. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what? If you're in that situation, just wave, wave back. back. Just wave back. Wave back. Yeah. Please. Uh, whenever I hear a beep and I'm walking the road, I just automatically wave. Just <laughs> Hands go up. Wave and keep going. That's your best hope. Uh, and Martha was on as well. Anything to do with ice. Walking on ice, slipping on ice. Oh, yeah. Hate that. Oh. This is beat. Oh, it's not Thursday. I can't do throwback Thursday. So I'll do wind back Wednesday. Oh, okay. Wind back Wednesday. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? This was going around on Facebook. Somebody sent it to me the other day and I thought I'd throw it out there. And this will really show your age now, okay? Oh, but the question was this What was the first major news story you remember as a child that you were you know, conscious of, right? Um, for me, I've kind of. I suppose one positive, one not so positive. I On the not so positive, I remember coming in after being out with my granddad one afternoon. I was only small and uh, Hillsborough was live on the telly because that, that match was shown live on RTE that day. Uh, and I remember just being really shocked by that. But on a more positive note, the one that really sticks in my head as a big news story was the day Nelson Mandela walked free. And we sat and we watched and waited for him to walk down that road. And it was just such a moment, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. And even though I had very little understanding of the background of it all, I knew it was a big moment as what a child. What year was that? 90? Was it 89 or 90? I think it was 90. Mm. Watching the Gulf War in 1991. The first, the first war time. on telly, really. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Um, but God, like you fast. You mentioned the Gulf War. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You know, it was I like was, yeah in school. I remember because people would come in and talk about it the next day because they was, showed bombs on the telly. Yeah. Like, you know? It was the first time that that had been shown. They just left cameras, mm. and all you'd see was these green flares going across the screen, which is now like not even. Storm and Norman. Storm and Norman oh, Schwarzkopf. He was the head guy. But like fast forward ten years, and then all of a sudden you've 9/11, mm. and that's uh, what mine was going to be. Yeah. Really. Yeah. You've you've people who have done their leaving cert this year who weren't alive when that happened. So, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I remember the nine eleven thing and it was it was shocking. We were in our classroom at that stage and it was it was the biggest news we'd ever heard. Mm-hmm. The whole place just stood still and we were I was twelve years old. It was we didn't know what was happening or mm. what to do. We just remember the, the teachers, everybody terrifying. just yeah. being in shock. And I remember hearing, you know, do you have any family in New York? Do you have, you know, mm. do you know anybody in America at the moment? And I remember thinking, my aunt is in mm. New York. Yeah, you do have family like, there. It was, we were just all freaking out. And that to me was the biggest. Mm. And then I remember hearing about Princess Diana as well. Yeah. And yeah. my mum just being devastated and every, the whole world just stood still then again. Mm. I'll fly to these. There's loads of interesting ones coming in. Marie and Carlos the Berlin Wall for me I was seven I remember actually I was still in primary school somebody came in with a bit of the Berlin Wall just a little block we were all like whoa is that not illegal no I think everybody took a bit because it was so big the Berlin Wall everyone took a bit if you were were there Uh, Kaylee was on um, unfortunately a lot of the the big stories or the first stories you remember do tend to be the grimmer ones and she says the Madeleine McCann uh, was the first major news story I took in I was only ten I was in my auntie's kitchen hearing about it it was on the news everywhere and I was terrified because we were going to be going on holidays yeah. after that yeah I uh, think that's the thing about when you take in news stories when you're younger you catastrophize because your brain can't handle it you know and do you know what 
what else? Because somebody else mentioned this, and I read it in a mo. But anything local as well, right? If there was a big story, I remember, and people in Waterford, I remember this. There was a massive bank robbery on the Cork Road. I'm sorry, Paddy Brown's Road at the bank there. And at the time, I think it was the biggest robbery in the history of the state. And I remember on the six one news seeing the guards on Rice Bridge with guns, and I'd never seen guards with guns, and it felt so close to home. I was yeah. terrified, like you I know. Can imagine yeah. a small child seeing that. Uh, Shane was on the first big story. I remember uh, you'd mentioned this. Trish was Princess Diana. Yes. I was living in London at the time. Me and my sister got up on a Sunday morning to watch cartoons and every channel had it on when the weird writing please turn to BBC One for a major story. It was the strangest time and we went to Kensington Palace that day to lay flowers. There was thousands there. It was surreal. I remember when my mum because she was in um, the UK at the time and I just remember when she came home it was just this big thing and I was in Jamaica so it you know we weren't in Europe let's say so yeah. it wasn't it shouldn't have been as big a news yeah. but it but really she was a worldwide was. icon you know that's the thing yeah um, guys Lauren Wexford here in relation to my earliest memories mine would have to be the riots the night of Ireland versus England in Lansdowne Road oh, yeah. early 90s I think it was 1995 95, yeah. yeah February I think it was uh, Aoife was on morning guys I distinctly remember when Michael Jackson died um, yeah that, that, I remember but we were, were on air yeah, I mean, oh, that was 11, 12 years ago, Trish. This is what I'm intrigued to find out this morning. Yeah. I'd love to find out the, the more recent stories yeah. that are people's first big stories. Yeah. Uh, Eva also says, P.S. The radio's been broken work for a couple of weeks, but I got it to work again yesterday, so it's great to hear your voices. That's the best news I've heard so far this morning, Eva. Lauren Kilkenny says, The biggest news story I first remember was local radio announcing that an amount of arms were discovered in the local woods. <laughs> now, I was only uh, about 14, and I'd never heard of ammunition being described as arms. Mm. The embarrassment the next day when I went to school and asked my friends if they heard the news about the arms, i.e. body parts, as I thought, <laughs> being found in the local woods. I <laughs> love the kiddie brain. For years we thought gorillas were actually fighting. Oh, yeah. Instead of yeah. guerrilla warfare. <laughs> uh, not surprisingly, the most popular answer on the, the first news story people remember is 9-11, as, as yeah. you mentioned, Trish. Nicole and Kilkenny says, 9-11 for me, it was six. Our family lived over there at the time. So my family here were stuck to the news and the landline trying to get through to them and ring them. Them. Brian as well was on from Carlo at 9-11 fifth class in primary school I remember a teacher rolling in a TV to our class showing us what's happening and trying to explain to us about terrorism uh, a couple of other quick ones to finish Ashley says when Pope John Paul died and they were electing a new Pope my mm. mum was glued to the teddy there's white smoke there's white smoke we have a Pope that's a good recent one about uh, Pope John Paul II because mm. I remember being in the office that day and everybody was waiting as well and you want to know the mad thing mm. when Pope John Paul II died and a new pope was elected there was no YouTube yeah there was no Facebook there was oh. no Twitter <laughs> what did we do with our time I, and I our actually, hands I, it, it baffles me how the news got around yeah. in those days well, and that was huge on the television all day kind of story yeah. you know and the last one Pat and Walter, this you made this point Vinny but he, he said back in the 70s in the news they used to report that so many soldiers were shot by the guerrillas in South Africa mm. I couldn't make out how they got the guns <laughs> and used them <laughs> <laughs> Tennis. The big reaction to the story that uh, developed and broke yesterday evening that Naomi Osaka has pulled out of the French Open. She had been in a standoff with organisers um, over her refusal to attend post-match press conferences and attend media duties, which players are obliged to do by contracts, and you know, such as the way in a lot of professional elite sports. But she said she wasn't going to do it this year and would be willing to pay the fine. She was facing the prospect of further fines. So she released a statement yesterday evening explaining her situation, that she doesn't go to press conferences because she suffers from anxiety and has had bouts of depression in the last few years as well. 
And she's been getting a lot of support. And quite rightly from other players saying she's handling it in the way that she wants to handle it. It is very unfortunate that she's had to pull out of the competition. I think the obligation to attend post-match press conferences every single day you play a match is something that will be looked at. It's just been the case for years. I don't know, it's it's the case, as I said, in every other elite sport as well in terms of the Champions League. I know the manager and a player is obliged to, to attend pre- and post-match media duties. Um, it's all about keeping the profile of the sport, hearing from the players involved, all that kind of thing. But if somebody is, if so, if somebody is thinking about and worrying about the press match conference before she even gets to the venue, she said that's why she wears headphones a lot of the time as well as to zone out um, her social anxiety. It's something they're going to have to look at. There's pressures enough on players now. It's you know, and she's still only 23. Exactly, she's a young woman. The pressures on players and professional athletes nowadays is colossal when you think of the amount of sponsorship and money and all of that kind of things involved it's you know and they've they, they cocoon themselves away in training and give up their entire lives you know for this and then to have you know organizers wag their fingers at you going oh you know you have to come to the press ma- the post-match press conference can't i send a coach or someone you know if I don't want like if players want to do it then finance and there are a lot of players and most players in fact I think have no problem with it and some players even enjoy it you go and have the crack with the, the, the press uh, along the way I know Serena Williams in recent years has had a fractious relationship because sometimes the, the questions can be not angled in the way they like and she you know she's walked out of one or two I've no doubt there'll be players if it wasn't made mandatory that wouldn't bother attending at all you know mm. Maybe, maybe it's a tough one it's a tough one because there'll be people who say on the one hand you know if you get to a professional level you have to do a certain amount of this it's part yeah. of the game that's why you get the big money yeah. but when it seriously affects someone's mental health mm. and I, I'm just thinking if I was in a situation where you lose badly and you still have to go out and face journalists with you know yeah. particularly awkward slightly nasty edged questions yeah. You wouldn't get out of bed, oh, you know. Would, would you not do this? Did you not do yeah. that? Yeah. Like, oh, why didn't you think of that? Yeah. Oh, well, thanks a million, you know. I think it's going to have to be looked at. Maybe a number of appearances per tournament. Like, not after every single... What, what am I going to say to you today that I didn't say two days ago? Yeah. This is Beat. On the line is Amelia. Good morning, Amelia. Good morning. Hey, how are you this morning? I'm very good, thank you. Good. Uh, whereabouts are you? What county are you in, Amelia? I am in Exford. In Wexford. How old are you, Amelia, can I ask? I am 11 years old. Uh, how, how many weeks left till you get the summer holidays now, Amelia? I'm actually not sure. Oh, you're not sure? Well, at some point in June, I, I'd imagine. Yeah. Now, in 102 seconds, Amelia, you have the chance to score 11 or more is what you have to do to take the top prize. You can get the, you have the daily prize sorted. Nobody's going to take that from you. But uh, if okay. you score 11 or more, you'll be top of the charts. So Ooh. we let the clock go and here we go. Beat the bomb on Beat Breakfast. In which month of the year is Halloween? Um, October. October is right. According to the saying, empty vessels make most what? Hmm. I don't know. No, noise is the answer there. What does a thermometer measure? Um, heat. Yeah, I'll give you heat or temperature, you're right. What name is given to a baby horse? Begins with the letter F. A foal. A foal is right. What do the letters WWE stand for? Sorry? WWE, what do the letters stand for? Mm. We'll pass no, we, we'll pass, I think. World Wrestling Entertainment is what yeah. I was looking for there. Who's okay. this? I do my hair It is Lizzo, no hesitation. Irish singer Una, Una Healy is a member of which girl group? 
have no idea. Oh, the Saturdays is the answer. In Gaelic Games, at which stadium in Dublin are the All-Ireland Finals held each year? Phoenix Park? Uh, no, it's Croke Park, Park is the answer. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what is the biggest county in Ireland? Cork. Cork is right. Who is Prince William married to? Kate Middleton. Yeah, Kate, I'll give you that. Which Australian city is famous for its distinctive opera house? Sydney. Sydney is right. Uh, what's the Irish word for a horse? Couple. Yes. Which three colours appear on the flag of Italy? Red, white and green. Is right. In which part of the body is your bicep muscle? Your arm. Yes. Which superhero's real name is Peter Parker? Spider-Man. Yes. How many times does the letter L... There's the bomb, so last question. How many times does the letter L appear in the word lollipop? Hmm. Three. Three is right. Oh, Amelia, you came in at the end and stole it. 12 Ooh, points. Well Amelia. done. Wow, fantastic <laughs> dozen, it sounds like. Good job. <laughs> well done to you. Uh, that means Smashing job. You are the top scorer, so so we'll be in touch, okay? Aww. Have a good one, Amelia. Enjoy your summer. There's excitement. Enjoy. <laughs> Kate's Breakfast with Now. Join the home of brilliant entertainment with shows, movies and sport on Now.